I'm a part-time rock star. What's up? Welcome to the Part-Time Rockstar Podcast, episode 232. I'm your host, Brett Bueller. This week, we got Dream the Heavy, who are a Pittsburgh-area rock band. And uh, in the interview, spoke with Ryan and Sully. And uh, we just kind of talked about all the things they've been up to and uh, the Pittsburgh scene in general. You guys have a show coming up in December. That'll be at Mr. Small's Theater. And then uh, they also have a brand new single out called There You Go, along with a live EP that is already up. And if you like it, you can definitely uh, find it wherever you stream stuff and uh, check it out there. But uh, yeah, hopefully uh, wherever you're streaming in from or listening in from, you're doing well. Fall is starting to kick in, obviously, and uh, the weather is getting real chill, which is nice. Hoodie season, as it were. Um, in personal news and notes, I'll be playing with the Hollow Truths this Thursday in Bells Point in Baltimore at Al Asada at 7 p.m. with uh, South Rolling, who uh, friends of Sunrider 9 Productions, so we're stoked on that. But yeah, uh, if this is your first time listening or not, uh, you can always help the show by uh, dropping a little rating or a comment or a follow or whatever they call it on uh, whatever platform it happens to be. But uh, yeah, last uh, few things that I normally mention, uh, there is merch for this uh, show on the Shopify link in episode notes. And then uh, we're doing a lot of videos around uh, the DMV under the guy's part-time Rockstar Productions. So if you're looking for any new content, you can certainly help that out. And then the sponsor of the show is Truly Strings. Uh, it's a guitar shop based in Laurel, Maryland, where I take all my guitars and uh, Steven, the dude who runs it. So yeah, without too much more ado, we'll get to the conversation with Dream the Heavy. my makeup if I'd known I'm ready for <laughs> yeah. such occasions Hair, but I don't I don't I don't have any that's uh, what I got my eyeliner eyeshadow out or whatever I needed but, uh, we're just raw dogging it tonight eyebrows I don't have yeah. those either oh yeah you, re- <laughs> you actually yeah they're hard <laughs> you don't <laughs> you look like the android from iRobot they're they're, they're delicate yeah. <laughs> they're somewhere if you believe hard enough, you can this, see them. My brows are like really like toehead blonde, so they just like match. They just like <laughs> look just like the rest of my pale ass skin. Yeah, <laughs> it's funny. Well, anyway, yeah. If you want to guys, if you guys want to call this the start, uh, we could definitely, you know, whenever ready. Sure thing. Cool. Sometimes I have to remember to say like you know action, but whatever, because <laughs> I've been told sometimes 
I'll just start talking or they'll start talking about something and then I'll be like, yeah, this is um, part of the thing. And they're like, oh, okay, well, I just told you about, you know, like the signal. Yard, can we delete that? And I'm like, yeah. We'll fix it in post. Yeah. Fix it in post. <laughs> or whatever. So anyway, yeah, we'll call this the start. Um, right. Yeah, so I'm calling you from uh, the D.C., Baltimore sort of area. Uh-huh. So Brian and I are like, um, we're about 15 minutes apart. Uh, time was I'm, I'm the North Hills. He's up in Cranberry. The other yeah. guys, uh, out around Pittsburgh. Radical. <clears throat> yeah. I've been, um, Pittsburgh is one of the cities I kind of have zeroed in on. I don't know, in the last little bit, just try to find some more bands to be friends with and help expose and whatever, you know, just kind of check out the scene a little bit, just because I feel like if, uh, if your guys city is anything close to Philly, then I want to, I want to be a part of it. I want to get in there. It's a so. dope scene up here, man. Yeah, especially after COVID, like there was, it gave so many people so much time to get back to the hobbies that they didn't, you know, didn't necessarily have time for. And like so many good new bands came out of it. So I think we're kind of yeah. in a little Renaissance right now. Yeah. And what's really oh, yeah. interesting about the Pittsburgh scene is, is how, um, what a tight community it is. Like, like us being a little over a year old band, like we we now feel like we're part of this this Pittsburgh band family, and we all work together and and have fun together and and want to work and uh, want to do shows together, which is a, a great thing. Yeah, we've definitely been embraced. Yeah, it's definitely cool too for only being at it for like a year. Uh, I think the last band I had on was Gloom Doom, who are uh, as, yeah. as their band name suggests, uh, Doom. Metal. Those guys so, are sick. Are they like a Kenny G cover band, or? <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, I also talked to Fomer and uh, Vitals fairly recently. Fomer's gnarly. I haven't I haven't seen Vitals yet, but I've seen a bunch of Gloom Doom shows. Uh, first time I saw them was actually Millvale Music Festival, but yeah, all all yeah. good dudes. Hell yeah. And then uh, Sunny Days and the Weathermen, and then Gene Scene. Records, who seems to be a bit of a guru in his own right. Funny days, what I is, gather. Yeah, they're they're so much fun. Like I, first time I saw them, we were playing at Green Beak, and I was like, man, every song is a surprise based on the one before it. <laughs> but yet, well, everything works together. It's not like it's a bunch of random genre styles. It's just it's just that they're they're stylized in a way that it's it's not genre specific, but it's definitely pulling for some really really great really really great um material uh and and some and some influences i think they got some cool surf rock vibes going on those guys are yeah. awesome yeah. we actually just played a show with them uh not too when was that july solely yeah about a month and a half ago yeah we were playing uh breezewood yeah it was a breezewood festival what, uh, what was that called again i'm sorry it was the breeze fest breeze fest is what it was called yeah it was like a big outdoor thing they shut down the streets for but they crushed it they were fantastic. They were, they're a lot of fun. Yeah, definitely fun to talk to as well. It's almost kind of weird now. I feel like that I haven't played a show yet up there, but that's what I'm working Gotta towards. Gotta get to it, bro. Yeah. Yeah. Nah, I've, been, I've been sniffing around, been uh, putting out the feelers because uh, we're going back to Philly and New York in November. And we we're trying to kind of parlay that into uh, a Pittsburgh stop, potentially. Yeah, if you we'll uh, work it out, there's definitely some good places up here. 
instead yeah, of show. It looks like uh, your guy's next show is uh, Mr. Small's Funhouse. Is that uh, mm-hmm. accurate? Or... We do have a show at the end of the year at Mr. Small's, but we have... That's not the next show. A okay. show coming up during October that, that Ryan has, has really spearheaded putting together, so I'll, I'll let him talk about that. Yeah, uh, we're playing... Um... Oh, sorry, go ahead. I was saying, uh, cool. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, we have... Yeah, it's coming up October 21st. Uh, my brother actually has... Uh, he has like a cider company. It's called A Few Bad Apples. And oh, they specialize cool. in... Yeah, yeah. It's They've been doing it for, uh, I think, like 12 years now, something like that. It's been a while. Um, but they they specialize in fallen fruits. So like all these all these orchards and things that are around the Pittsburgh area that like would otherwise be left to rot. They kind of go around and collect all this stuff and make cider out of it. And they have a big festival October every year. A lot of yeah. bands. Uh, that's yeah, a real good time. So we're we're invited to play this year. It's going to be pretty fantastic. I'm, I'm excited for it. So you, oh, yeah. Ryan, I talked about this being a it's a ticketed event, but the music isn't necessarily tied to have to have a ticket like how does that work yeah so they do they do tastings so it's going to be uh the tickets are for the flights so they they i think it's going to run like two or three hours or something like that and they have a bunch of varietals that they're going to go through but anybody can come for free for the music and stuff like that and you know it's, it's it'll just be kind of like a normal bar setting for anybody that just wants to show up okay it's cool yeah yeah but we do have that uh, the, the December one that you mentioned coming up. That's going to be our EP release show. So we're very excited about that as well. When does the um, yeah. uh, when does the music start for the show? Uh, it'll be noon that day, I believe. And then we go on at six. I don't think we actually picked our set time yet, did we? I think we're still working that out. Okay. So but, yeah. So for for details, you can check our website. We're uh, dreamtheheavy.com, and then there is an events. Link at the top that'll take you to our upcoming shows, and there we'll keep updated uh, the latest happenings in terms of where we're going to be at what time. There you go. But that's probably not what the people came here for. They want to hear the <laughs> they want to hear the dirty secrets of the band. The dirty secrets, and yep. Oh, especially without the lead singer here to defend himself. That's fair. The, the perfect time to strike. It they left him wide open. The case yep. for Koresh, right? <laughs> um, uh, from the t- limited limited video I've seen, he seems uh, very charismatic. That's the whole thing. Like, yeah. okay, when 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 he's, um, when when he's in show mode, it's like he he is absolutely. I, I told him in the, fr- in the five minutes of meeting him, he came to our studio space, and I never met him before. I'd only heard about him from Paul. Yeah. And uh, after five minutes of meeting him, I said, you are the most lead singerest looking lead singer I've ever met in my entire life. And I, he didn't quite know how to take that because he's right. not quite all the ego a lead singer normally is. He's actually a super humble, sweet guy. Uh, he is, yeah. uh, and he was like, thanks, man. He <laughs> kind of like that. But like to this day, it's like hey, we see examples of him just being like so incredibly charismatic and, and unconditioned. I, really, it's like he is... He is what it takes, I think, to be a frontman. He he makes the show uh, his, but it doesn't take away from anybody else. So it's an it's an amazing thing to be on stage with this group. I couldn't yeah. agree more. Yeah, TK's incredibly charismatic. Like he he makes people move. And him, the perfect yeah. Him and yeah. Paul, like it's kind of like the TK and Paul show to a degree because those two are dancing all over the place. 
I'm moving as much as I can, which really is just from the waist up. And Ryan is tied to his keyboard, but like Ryan is also pretty, pretty excited back there playing. I, I love watching him as much as anybody else because this guy gets into it like he's playing in front of arena of like 10,000 people when there's like hey. our, our friend bands in front of us and nobody else. Yeah, I, I grew up in the Pittsburgh metal and hardcore scene, so I tend to yeah. move that way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's cool. It's what you need. I mean, uh, yeah. so I, even got, being got Matthias, like Matthias is, um, he's pretty, he's pretty definitely into his guitar playing while he's playing. Oh, and we've got some video of Matthias. He hardcore. And at this point of the conversation, I had a problem with my headphones, so I had to call the guys back. All right, so since I missed at least the last 120 seconds or so of whatever our last uh, subject was. Uh, EK and Paul and, and uh, um, Ryan here motorboat his keyboard. Yeah, nice. Uh, we were kind of talking about your singer a little bit, and you guys... And uh, some flattering things to say, which was good. Yeah, dude's a monster. Um, he really is. Like, I, I, I have never met a singer who owns the 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 stage and and not caters to, but definitely engages with the audience. Like he's deep. Yeah, uh, that's what you, you need. For sure. Yeah, yeah. He's not. He's not trying to pander up there. He's up there. I think the like. I saw this. Uh, saw this video recently with Stuart Copeland and he was talking about working with another musician and he, and he said that like, you know, like you, you play bass, but you're not just a bass player. Like, you know, there's also these drums up here and those guitars and you need to love, know something about all those things. Because when you're on stage, you're not a bass player, you're not a drummer, you're not a guitarist or a singer, you're an entertainer. I love that you said that. You might be and, the and, first person and, in a, yeah. almost 250 episodes to maybe bring that up without me having to mention that <laughs> and and it, it was such a thing that that stuck with me when i saw that because like being an entertainer is like it's it's very much a part of 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 being the performing artist yeah. and performing arts is is anything that you're performing be it dance or music or magic uh, magic it's all it's all <laughs> circus the performance is what sells it's all magic all yeah, embrace this idea exactly. and i keep telling everybody go hard go heavy no less allowed and yeah. that that's the way that we play in our rehearsal space <laughs> you know and on and on in any stage that we get in front of because like we're there to have a good time as much as anybody else and if we're not and if it doesn't look like we're having a good time it's kind of hard for the audience to have a good time you know yeah, you mean when people stare at their instruments and don't move? It, it's it's not entertaining. Yeah, right. It's like it's like it's like just the people stand there with their arms folded. <laughs> yeah, the same same people in the crowd doing the same thing. Right. right same energy. Right. So I mean, uh, that's so important out is too because you know it's there's so much music out there. I think it's something like two hundred and sixty six thousand songs get uploaded to Spotify every day. You know, like there's just yeah so much more competition. So. I, we try to bring that to every single show we play, whether there's like 10 people in the room or, you know, the place is packed. Like we try to be as entertaining as possible, no matter the conditions that we're playing in. Like that, that's just, everybody should be doing that nowadays because 
if you don't, what's the point? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, people um, people I need to see shows. They 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 want to see a performance. Yeah, no, I'm I'm glad you brought it up because sometimes I feel like that's a topic of discussion, a little bit of a soapbox of mine, where it's like, I don't know, some people get a little bit out of shape if they're not addressed as like an artist first or something. And it's so, like, why can't you be everything? Why can't you be at all? Who, you know, Ryan, Ryan like, and I have talked about. You know, there, there's different bands and there's different feels, different types of bands. Like uh, a band that Ryan and I've talked about a couple times is a band called Animals as Leaders. Yeah, quite and popular. They, they are, they are absolutely animals when it comes to their instrumentation, uh-huh. and and they put on a good performance on stage. They appear to be having a good time. And Ryan told, has told me that like when I go there, I, I elbow my way to the front just to see if he makes a mistake, and he yeah. never does. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I yeah. I want to see Tosin Abbasing fuck up so bad, but it never happens. Nice, it's cool. That's yeah. yeah we we are, I I don't feel I'm as accurate as any of those guys when it comes to the way I play, but I I do I do go to have a good time, and and we have a lot of fun with our music. I think we have a lot of fun writing our music. It seems a very very organic process. Like I, I think that uh, uh, two decades ago we probably yeah. just would have been band. Because a lot of our stuff comes from unreal, uh, yeah. no, no prepared material. Like, like we have a couple of songs uh, uh, that are on our live EP um, and and our upcoming uh, singles and and EPs that are written the very first day that TK joined us. We jammed for like two hours. Nothing was rehearsed. Nothing was written, and we came out of that with songs that. Are, are still alive and and if you go back and listen to the source material that that music is the arrangements are already written at the end of the, at the end of those sessions and we've just we, we haven't had to change those we were very little very little tweaking just you know polishing the product and you know writing the lyrics as opposed to you know uh but uh yeah it's like uh, it, this has been a really really great project um because of the the absolute musical and almost familial chemistry that exists between the five of us. And when Ryan came to join us uh, before the the December show where we recorded last December, we recorded the our first EP is a live EP called uh, The Future Is Now Live at Club Cafe. And it's available on streaming services, Spotify, Apple Music, and so on. And that was the first show Ryan played with us. And really, we had only rehearsed, what, three times, four times? I don't even think it was that. I think we did it like twice. Yeah, we had like yeah. twice a week uh, that we worked through the songs, and that was that was it, you know. And, and then like Ryan wanted to stay, and we definitely wanted to keep him because he's such a valuable asset, uh, both on that performer aspect, but also just yeah. a, a, just I a, love the no, just, just an asset. That's fine. You can stop yep. there. <laughs> <laughs> That's all. Nothing more. Nothing less. They use me. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> it's cool. It's nice to be wanted or valued, you know. Yep. So we did record that EP last December with with uh, Bent Alexander uh, mixing that for us, um, and uh, we released that in March, I believe, um, or maybe early April. But uh, it's also it's available online. And then uh, we've been working. We continue to work with Ben uh, for. Uh, a collection of songs, uh, the first of which has been released, which is called 
until um there you go um and there you go is now available on spotify streaming services apple music um and it's our first effort We're really really proud of of what we have there uh and we have more singles coming uh probably another one here in the next couple of weeks yeah man i uh added it to the running running playlist for the podcast yeah. as well nice. so you're in there appreciate but, it yeah but um yeah i mean I, I think i've said this once or twice before about one or other two singers i've, I've seen but uh he does remind me a little bit of simon from biffy clyro which is my all-time favorite non-american band i would say what are they but, called uh biffy clyro from, I, I gotta uh, check them out. I haven't heard of that. From Scotland. I think they're the most talented band on earth easily because of what they do and the way that they can play any genre and they seem to have a hit in every genre, but the problem I guess is it just doesn't translate to America. And my theory on that is because you're supposed to stick to a genre and they just don't really do it as much. But yeah, that might be that might be uh, down to the American attention span. It might be. I don't really know. Can't tell. They always play shirtless. Maybe that's not helping them. But or maybe it is. It seems <laughs> to be helping them on every other continent, just not this oh, one. No, two of them are ginger. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, I got to check but, them out. They sound really cool. Yeah, they're they're super 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 red. I, I, I've already added it to my uh, to my here. Um, maybe we got to get TK to start playing shirtless. Always play shirtless if it's an option. I mean, even if, <laughs> if you got the dad bod, I think the key nowadays is just to throw some, you know, tattoos on there, and and you're good to go. Yeah, tattoos make everything look better, right? Yeah. So, <laughs> uh, speaking of which, are those like razor blades on your ears? Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Did they come it's... with hand tattoos? No, those were this came separately. Those are separately. Okay, but uh, hold up your arms. And uh, uh, my tiki sleeve right now. I nice. I was in um right before I joined these guys. Actually, I was in this band, uh, Bonnie and the Mere Mortals, and we met because she was my tattoo artist. Became a close friend, but yeah, she does really good work. Hell yeah! At, does she do any artwork um, for the band? As sort of outside of that, or. Just she does, your she, stuff. Nah, just my stuff. She's yeah. we actually do most of that stuff in house. Uh TK, our singer, is a super talented artist. And then <laughs> um Melissa Sullivan's wife is a fantastic graphic designer. So she she okay. took care of our logo amongst other things. So yeah, we do we do most of that stuff in house. That's what's yeah, up. Uh, the, the, the Melissa and I came up with the ideas for the the band logo, um, and um some of the some of the branding as well as the like I told you, I showed you the pictures earlier of uh, the spinning pops and how we use that to create the the imagery for the first single, which is There You Go. Hell yeah. And then who came up with uh, the band name? That was actually uh, a, a week or so long back and forth with everybody um, with throwing out ideas. And I believe it was actually our guitarist, which makes total sense, uh, Matthias, who came up with that, um, like he, he, he doesn't, he's not nearly as talkative as I am, but 
what he says seems to matter. Like there's been a couple times where he's like, hey, do you guys want to write a song? <laughs> and then we've written a song like that night. Um, uh, and yeah, yeah. And, and you know, go home, uh, somebody write lyrics for it, usually TK. And then the next day, it's like we've I'll I'll take it and and cut some audio and piece things together a little bit or just polish it up a little bit based on the recording we have and send out a rough demo to the band and, and that's kind of how our writing process works is we get together and we just we just throw out ideas unprompted you know like he'll come up with a guitar lick or I'll throw out just a drum pattern something basic or maybe less basic and then we'll. Paul will fill in and then he and I will sync up and then everything else just kind of looks in the place. How do you guys, I mean, I guess you basically explained everyone kind of writes together. Is that yeah. more or yeah. less? Yeah. It's a very like jam oriented type of deal. Like sometimes we have a few things that are written beforehand and that'll just kind of start it off. But then we just, we just kind of organically throw it into a jam sesh and that's usually how we end up structuring it. Everybody, everybody in the band is, is very, we just have like a really organic chemistry. So the, the song kind of just builds itself naturally. At least that's what we've got going right now. Before this band, I spent, uh, I moved to Pittsburgh about a little over seven years ago. And before this band, uh, I hooked up with my neighbor and we started a project we called Thresher Harvey. And it was, it started out as just stupid jam sessions. But one of the problems that he had, it's like, it's like most jam bands. It's just a bunch of dudes that don't know how to end a song. Um, so <laughs> yeah. So he That's had a, a good description ending a song and uh, or even or even transitioning from one part to the next part. So like I'd get I'd get tired of just like playing the same thing, and I would I would start to telegraph on drums. Uh, it's let let's let's do something different here, and and I think after like five years of us doing that. And we actually did, we actually did actually eventually write some real songs, and some of them. I'm, I'm pretty proud of, uh, but, uh, through that process, I think I learned kind of help, um, move the song along, like as opposed to it just being a jam, I, I kind of keep it in my head, like, well, how would we structure this? If we were going to, if we we're going to do this as, as, as a pre-written thing, you know, like what, how do we, how do we change these parts? And so, um, I'm not the only one who has got a music absolutely not at all but like i do feel like when it comes to the jam piece i'm pretty good at setting up the rest of the band for an upcoming change um and and letting us letting everyone kind of naturally move into something that that is complementary but also um uh starkly different you know so you're the authoritarian in the band not keep, at all i keep everyone in line <laughs> Not, trust me, they have to work to keep me in line at the time. But uh, uh, no, I, I just feel like yeah. it's, it's one of those things that it's part of the element of the songwriting process that we have, where like I, there's that this kind of one of the ways I contribute at times is 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 helping that. It's and, keeping we also, people in line. <laughs> well, we also <laughs> do a lot of talking. sometimes we'll yeah. just somebody stop the song and be like, "What if we did something different here?" And yeah. and that is that is usually. Paul or maybe even Ryan who's, who's pretty good about that and then while we're talking about it Matthias is over in the corner dreaming up the perfect riff for whatever we're about to do so yeah radical who uh, writes the lyrics then I most of that is TK okay 
He pumped not entirely. Yeah, like you've you've written. I've written songs. I've written two. One of those will be released. So one of those is is kind of um, uh, we're we're gonna work on it a bit and see if we can't be a little happier with it. I think as a band, but uh, I, I've written a couple songs uh, lyrics too that we have. I've written a few others that was not written. The thing is, is TK is a really really strong writer, and he's a really really fast writer. So he's really fast. Yeah. So for like every. Every jam we do, he'll write. He'll have three sets of lyrics already emailed out for stuff we haven't even talked about yet. His workflow is insane. Like when I write a song, it takes me months to like be happy with the, the lyric structure and everything like that. TK, it's like we write a song in practice, but the next week he has like three different versions of it ready to go. It's yeah. nuts what he does. Yeah, he's really really good. I, I sometimes I'm inspired, and sometimes I have uh, an idea that I focus on based on some of the 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 meter of what TK's sort of vamping during uh, the jamming process and that I can and I can write around that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I can't I can't write the way he writes. You know, he's 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 just an incredibly brilliant songwriter. Yeah. He's a rare breed. Does he do uh any other form of uh writing or stuff like that? Like as a job or um, I've always been, I've always been really into writing in terms of like, like I don't write fiction, but I write a lot of poetry and stuff like that. So I like, I, this is, this is one of the first bands that I haven't been the singer for. So I'm, I'm really used to writing lyrics. It's kind of always been my thing. It was actually yeah. kind of nice to have that taken off my shoulders. Nice. I, um, yeah, I don't do anything as a creative for profession. So, so like, I don't get to use, you know, exercise that otherwise, like most people don't even know I'm in a band that I work with. Yeah. I guess. Yeah. I was kind of wondering if like TK is like a writer, like if that's maybe what he does or yeah, something. I don't know. Yeah, he, well, he's, he's a traditional media artist. He does okay. a lot of painting. So, so we're, we're, we're looking at now some ways to incorporate some, some original art, from from in the house uh yeah, his his actual profession is he's a scene painter for the movies yeah okay nice yeah so yeah he he's definitely art runs in his family too like everybody his his entire household is creatives that house that they that that tk and his and his family live in um that is a that's one that's been in their family for years and and uh their their parents were artists and i think their parents were artists and and right. lots of people learn to play art uh play music and and do art in that house so that's it's really very much a part of just the aura and feeling of that place is just one of absolute creativity yeah it makes me wonder sometimes if like you need to be taught to be weird or if you're just bred to it or like born that way it's a very nature like, versus nurture question. So I think I think we're going to have different answers. I will tell you that my family can barely play the radio. Like <laughs> um, yeah. when I was a kid, I I signed up to join the drum corps in school when I was like in fourth grade, and my parents said, "You'll never stick with it," and 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 yet somehow I ended up here regardless of that. Like I didn't really start drumming until I was well past being a teenager. Like I always had an interest in it. I did what most kids do. I'd set up pillows around my bed and 
tear coat hangers apart and play with the little wooden dolls with the cardboard tubes and beat the shit out of my pillows until, you know, until I, and, and watching MTV or music videos online. Uh, oh, yeah, the, the classic uh, riddle, riddle and kid. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> yeah. Without the, you're, you're probably in the, in the commercials. Back in the day. First yeah. test, test subject. Yeah. So, Poster boy. Yeah. But, but you know, like I, I didn't really have any, any strong urging to follow a musical scene. In fact, I was discouraged from it as a kid. Uh, it's not that my parents did me wrong and didn't believe in me. I just thought like, I probably, I think at the time I probably was, you know, 11 years old and I wasn't super disciplined enough to, to, to able to, to sit, follow, sit in yeah, a chair. To follow one thing that they felt I should be doing. So why would I be interested in something I wanted to do, which is kind of a weird thing, but but uh, meanwhile, Ryan on the other hand, Ryan. Uh, my my upbringing with that, yeah. My my most of my family's musicians, not professionally, but my grandfather was. Um, it was kind of a side hustle, I guess. Uh, he was a jazz musician. He also played in the West Hill Symphony. But everybody in my family plays one thing or another, so it was really encouraged whenever I was young. Yeah, I guess I look at music as a subset of artistry. I mean obviously it is i guess you know like painting or like uh writing or like whatever you know mm-hmm. thing yeah. just a different so, expressive like, outlet yeah I, I guess i just sometimes wonder why people are the way they are like even if they're the opposite of that they're like mathematical you know like i met so many the left people. brain type yeah yeah i, I think that's I, I think the whole right brain left brain thing got disproven a little i don't know maybe it hasn't but the the idea is what matters whether that's i think true or, or was, not true it was once called left brain uh, right brain trained which right you know it, it I, I didn't like originally i didn't really have the the background to lead me towards musicianship but i still managed to have the desire and i think the 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 want to learn how to do it and so through just sheer learning and studying what others did, you know, I kind of learned how to play and and write music on drums. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Drummers are also a little bit different breed, I would argue. Sure. Definitely. Know, the rest of us nerds that have to, the way I will just put it bluntly is that, you know, if you have to, if you ever had to learn a cover set, the drummer just goes, "Oh yeah, you know, I got it." To sit <laughs> just to a sixty-song list, and then the the rest of us kind of just hang our heads and and get into the fetal position a little bit. <laughs> yeah, like, that's exactly how it is. <laughs> um, so it's not to take away from anything, but it is like a different mentality. For to sure. be fair, most sixty songs are are not a huge drumming challenge. It's not like fast forwarding to like the late seventies where like Yes and Kansas and Rush and 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 these other progressive bands were making some insanely complicated stuff. Yeah, yeah no. most of that stuff you're not doing for covers all the time. Signature changes. It's yeah. like you're playing cover songs as four four the whole way through for the most yeah. part. At this yeah. point, I'm not a drummer, but I'm convinced that I, I can do it. Uh, <laughs> I, I know I can't because I can play a four, four like sure. that. So I'm, 
I'm pretty sure I'm good. I just got to throw a symbol splash in once in a while. That's the difference between doing it and, and then, doing uh, it well, though, right? True. A, a great whoever, a great singer, great bassist, great drummer, great guitar, whatever. If they're they're really good, then they drive the whole shit by themselves anyway. So then, yeah. I'll tell you uh, this. I, I can play guitar. Uh, I will never pick up a guitar in front of an audience. Because, why not? Because I'm because I, I I learned much later. Um, I actually started doing that about seven eight years ago. So like I was much 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 older. So learning how to how to play um, was really just a tool for me to better understand uh, the music as it's being played and written. So like if I understand what the guitarist is playing or the bass player is playing, I can. And if I can, and if I have bad sound through my monitor, I can oftentimes look at what they're doing and see where their hands are and what their movements are like, and I can understand where we are in the song. But yeah. you know, I still I still like to play on 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 guitar some, but I just it's not something that that I um I I I think I'm good at. Will you sing karaoke? No. All right. Well, Noted. That's good to know. <laughs> that answers that. What about you, Ryan? Oh, hell yeah. Right, Karaoke cool. is one of my favorite what's things. What's your, what's your <laughs> go-to? If you don't have a go-to song, then what's your go-to genre? I what? actually do have a go-to song. Uh, I usually do One More Night by Maroon 5. I just it's I don't Ooh. even listen to Maroon 5, but like my voice just fits with that, so I just run with it at karaoke. I really thought you were going to say Phil Collins. Uh, yeah, you know what? I really got to work some of that in my repertoire. Yeah. Kind of, you know, it's kind of surprising that I haven't. Yeah. <laughs> he's, he's my special boy. Yeah, that's cool. I mean, it, what about uh, you? you? You do karaoke? Uh, it's been a while. I think I can't remember the last time I tried. Problem is, I sing in the bars all the freaking time, so I pretty much just relegate myself to country at this point. If I'm singing yeah, karaoke, fair I got fair that. Enough baritone bassy voice it's just so you do you know, the more outlaw country i could do that i could do the jimmy buffett i could do the johnny cash whatever you need me to do i'll Solid. sing for my supper dance for my dollar you know, <laughs> whatever whatever not afraid you. to go out on a limb nah well i mean i'm not gonna sing freaking well, I have sung Taylor Swift, but you know what I mean? Like, I'm not going to probably, that's not going to be like my go-to uh, for sure. Unless you want like the Johnny Cash version of that. Just depends on how many beers in you are, right? <laughs> yeah. And how much I'm being paid. That's probably the, probably the main one. You know, I've, I've stopped being upset anytime anyone requests anything at this point. It's just a matter of like, how much do you want? How much do you want me to hear a, you know, grown drunken man attempt this? And if you pay enough, I will attempt this for you, sir. Like, I don't if you figure out a system to get paid for karaoke, you let me know. Well, I do a lot of like acoustic, like cover gigs in the bars. You know, there's a, so. there's a, there's a karaoke band here in town called, um, what is it? Um, something like Singer Wanted. Yeah, it's um. Oh my gosh! Yeah, 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 yeah. I actually booked them before. Lead singer wanted. Lead singer wanted. Yeah, so there's a band that that they do 
like and and they get paid well for it you don't very well yeah you don't get paid to do your karaoke but uh, those guys make bank man uh doing like a three four hours of like just cover tunes uh out of a book as people call them out that's a very it's a genius thing yeah it sounds like every cover band's nightmare but yeah right but i kind of appreciate anyone who would have that kind of like you know skill adaptability confidence whatever just do it i was approached on a thursday asking if i could fill in for them on a friday night i'm like i don't think so again man (laughs) play that four four man hold it down hold it down you know (laughs) you're good to go oh yeah speaking of playing that four four uh we we do have that december show coming up and uh it's the it's going to be the Winter Wonder Ball. It's going to be at Mr. Small's uh, Theater, and it'll be on December fifteenth. Uh, doors I think open at uh, six or seven, and it's going to feature Back Alley Sound, Normal Creatures, Hemlock for Socrates, and us uh, Dream the Heavy. And it's going to be a lot of fun. We're going to have uh, we're going to have events. We're going to have photographers there. We're going to have uh, some arts and crafts. Uh, uh, vendors there, so we're expecting it to be a really, really good time. And if anybody wants to dress up in ball attire, oh, all the more, all the more, it'll be so much fun. Hell yeah! It's weird to think about the holidays right now, but they are yeah, coming. a little bit. You know, next month though, that Christmas music's going to start it gets earlier every year. Yeah, we're we're also in pumpkin spice season now too. We're ahead, oh, yeah, spice so. right now for sure. Yeah, like pretty soon East, uh, uh, pretty soon Christmas is going to start two weeks after Easter. That's uh, what I'm waiting. Yeah, enough the robots take over, or whatever. But hopefully, I'll be dead by then, so won't worry about it. Right. <laughs> well, anyway, probably none of more positive note than that. Yeah, um, <laughs> maybe we can just maybe yeah. we just come back to the part where we talk about that great show at the end. <laughs> yeah, you got a cool show uh, or two. You got the you got the cider fest coming up, which I did I did check in on. It, if anyone needs to know, I think if you if you want the official tasting, looks like it's going to run you about uh, fifty bucks or so. Fifty dollars plus five twenty five for fees uh, to get a ticket for oh, yeah. the tasting, plus another you know five hundred yeah. dollar tax to Live Nation, as is uh, tradition. Yeah. Yep. But, but uh, we'll, be, we'll be on at uh, at some point. I'm assuming we're going to be on between set, between six and seven or seven and eight um, at Cyberfest, October 21st uh, at uh, what, uh, what's the name of the venue? Alter Genius Brewing. Alter Genius Brewing. So uh, that'll be a lot of fun. And then December 15th at Mr. Small's in Millvale. Um with Back Alley Sound, Normal Creatures, and Hemlock for Socrates. And then what's the next song that comes out? Oh, the next song. The next song is going to be, I, I think, a favorite of all of ours, uh, just for what a great, fun time it is to play it. And it's called, Ryan? Until Tomorrow. Radical. Yeah. All right. Uh, which song or songs do you want uh, featured on this episode? I, I assume the new one. 
you got yeah, you. absolutely. Our, our first single release would be excellent. And if you want to take uh, one of the songs from the live EP, I would probably choose either uh, Beautiful or Eyes of a Killer. Agreed. What's Eyes of a Killer about? Eyes of a Killer is about uh, an Indian god. Which one? Kali. Please elaborate. So Kali is um, one of the Indian gods, and and actually, I think it's the... I don't remember what the actual god is. I think TK wrote this song. But uh, but, but TK, but uh, uh, Kali is one of the gods that's closely associated with war. And as as this god, god or goddess of war, um, she is um, she has a very very long tongue, yeah. and been known to decimate uh, entire armies just by lashing her tongue across the battlefield. In fact, yeah, that gets me way to, too excited. Yeah, it snooze new. Uh, it, 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 I believe, if I if I understood correctly, that Kali was actually the um, the inspiration behind the Rolling Stones uh, long tongue uh, logo. Oh, that would be a good and actually a great trivia question. Mm-hmm. If that would be, yeah. I didn't that, know that. If that's in fact true. Yeah, that's what that's what uh, yeah. T mentioned before. I haven't verified that, but... Uh, You'll have to fact-check him later. Or I'll have to fact-check him later. <laughs> right. I post this thing, be like, I'll put an asterisk over the episode. Everything in this that was said is factually incorrect. Yeah, that's we right. can't we can't be spreading misinformation on here. Oh, yeah. Damage the street cred. That's right. Uh, or continue damaging it. To <laughs> damage it no more. <laughs> Got nothing to lose at that point. Hell yeah. If you're not famous, then like, what's the, why does it matter? That's the way I look at it. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. Um, it's been a uh, good, good little chat. I hope that uh, for having us on. Yeah. Yeah, I hope I, you know, covered everything that you wanted to talk about. And if I didn't ask any particular question that maybe like you were itching to answer, and I just completely blew it. And, and didn't really get to it like um, you know who has the worst smelling farts in the band or whatever and you were just waiting to call them out and I, <laughs> and I didn't ask the question then I'm sorry I guess but, <laughs> I'm solid man I thought you did a wonderful job thank you I try at least a little bit I just confirmed that that story about Kali it is true. Yes, yes, it is. Oh, it's uh, awesome. Um, yeah, Pesh and Jagger met again to discuss the logo. Pesh recalled that Jagger wanted an image that could work on its own, like the Shell Petroleum logo. He wanted that kind of simplicity in the meeting. Jagger showed Pesh illustration of the Hindu's deity Kali, which Jagger saw at a shop near his home. Pesh called that Jagger was more interested in the Indian culture side of it. And it was and it was trending in Britain at the time. Pash was sticking uh, by its protruding tongue from the deity's mouth, contrary to belief. The tongue and lips aren't jaggers. 
So yes, Kali is the reference is the is the is the point of reference that made that that logo possible. Wow. Right. We uh, all learned something today. That's right. Yeah, I always just assumed it had something to do with like Conolingus or something. But uh Yeah, the only, the only god of war I knew of was Ares, which I think is like the Greek god of war. Mm-hmm. One more thing I forgot to mention. At our December sixteenth, uh, December fifteenth show, uh, along with all the great bands we're going to have, we're going to be emceed by God Hates Unicorns, and these are some of our favorite it's a, people. It's an aggressive, Pittsburgh. aggressive name. I like it. They're an aggressive band. <laughs> They're, they are. Uh, they are Pittsburgh's best rock and roll cabaret show, uh, disguising themselves as Dick Rock. They are one nice. of my. And their music is so much fun to listen to. They are some of our favorite people, for sure. We love them. Yeah. God may hate yeah. unicorns, but we love God hates unicorns. <laughs> nice. They they don't go full Magic Mike style, do they? No, <laughs> not quite. It's but their show is definitely Aberrate, indes- not quite. indescribable. Yes. It's, it's something to see. Yeah. It's I highly recommend everybody check them out. They're fantastic. I mean, with a name like that, can't really turn it down. So, yeah. Well, I'll probably let you guys uh, get on with your evening and uh, get back to whatever it is. Yeah. Yeah, Thanks again for having us on, Brett. Really appreciate it. It's been great. We really appreciate the talk and having us on. uh, Look forward to uh, uh, listening to the podcast when it comes out. Yeah, man. Rock and roll. So yeah, thanks to the guys for coming on. The song that you're hearing in the background is called There You Go. Later.
Tell me. And if you're done. 